Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Living with Power Hope podcast. I'm Lena Abujamra. I'm your host, and it is exciting to be back with you on Thursdays. These are my favorite days of the week, days we drop podcasts, days I'm on the Facebook Live community with you. Hey, if you want to find out more about our ministry, check out livingwithpower.org. And if you're just landing here for the first time, welcome. I'm a pediatric ER doctor. I practice telemedicine now. Maybe you and I have spoken about your health in the past. Uh, be that as it may, uh, here we talk about uh, God, faith, and culture, and uh, our ministry is aimed at providing biblical truth for everyday life. Uh, on the podcast right now, we're running through a series called the Dear Lena series, where you send me questions about faith, life, and culture, and anything in between. And so uh, do so. Send me your questions, and I'll do my best to answer them. I always use three bullet points as a framework. I like lists, and it works for my brain, so I hope that you're finding it useful as well. And uh, if you want to send me a question, do so at dearlena at livingwithpower.org. Uh, next, uh, after this, we'll be doing going back, hopefully, to either some interviews or a teaching series. Whatever it is that we're doing here, we aim to honor God. And so we're glad you're here. We're glad you're back. And with that in mind, let me, uh, let me give you today's question. It's a, hopefully a little less controversial than the past couple of weeks. And uh, who doesn't need a break? Who doesn't need just good old discipleship questions? I love those questions. And I believe that we need discipleship like never before. Sadly, it's not often happening in churches because of our schedules and our culture. So uh, perhaps you might find some help here in this podcast. And so uh, here's a question that was sent to me. Dear Lena, I'm having a hard time discerning God's voice in my life. I've asked him to speak, but he doesn't seem to answer. What should I do? Oh man, I've been there before. I totally get it that I hate that place where you're trying to figure out what God wants and let me start by encouraging you uh, with a few things. Uh, number one, God's heart is, well, that, no, no, I'm not going to say number one because that's not one of my three bullet points, but I just want to do some general comments here to start. Uh, one comment is this, uh, God wants you to hear his voice. In fact, in Jeremiah 33, this is an amazing verse. In verse three, he says, call to me and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. I'm telling you, God's heart is to speak to us. Uh, if that doesn't convince you, you can say that's Old Testament. What about New Testament? Well, Jesus spent an entire chapter in John chapter 10 telling us about this relationship he has with us where uh, he compares himself to the shepherd and we're the sheep. And he says, my sheep hear my voice. Let me find it here in uh, John chapter 10, uh, verse 14. Let's start. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me just as the father knows me and I know the father and I laid down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. He goes on later and says uh, in verse 25, let me read uh, 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. Uh, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Uh, There's a relationship at the beginning of chapter 10 of John. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door, the door being Jesus, is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. So there's this relationship that Jesus talks about and points to that is a, a, a listening, a discerning relationship. So it's understandable that if you're in a season where you're leaning into God's voice and you can't hear it, that you're struggling. I mean, uh, in uh, John 8, 47, uh, the uh, verse says, whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. So if you never have heard God's voice, you need to ask yourself, am I of God? And you say, well, how do I hear God's voice? Do you, I hear a voice? 
Uh, well, God speaks to us through his word, and often the spirit prompts us in our hearts. It's not, I, I've never heard God's voice audibly, but I can uh, be in scripture and be praying and, and through prayer and through, through asking God to show me something. Uh, some, you know, the Lord will point to a passage of scripture and a verse will come out and, and it'll follow me. Like, it's like those sacred echoes. Like I'll listen to the radio and I'll see the same verse and my friend will send me a, it's just God makes himself clear. I'm telling you, it happens in a number of ways, usually in the context of Bible reading and prayer. Sometimes it's a little prompting in my heart that just grows louder with time. Uh, other times it is through closed doors and open doors, but by and large, it's through his word. And so um, there are seasons where we're praying, we're asking God, and he doesn't seem to answer. And those can challenge our faith. In fact, I've written a couple of books talking about these, these times. One is my book, Stripped that actually um, we're no longer printing because in a, in a year or so it's going to come out under a different title um, in a little shorter version. But until it does, I mean, I've addressed it there. So if you have my old book stripped, uh, you can probably find it still somewhere on Amazon. But also in my most recent book, Fractured Faith, I talk about this concept of struggling because you're praying, you're seeking God, and he just seems quiet. And sometimes an entire month or year will go by and we call those seasons the dark night of the soul. And so what should I do if I'm seeking God? Sometimes it's not even a dark night. I'm in a season right now where I'm asking God to, for some discernment about the future and I'm praying and leaning into that. And I haven't heard him clearly. And I, we have prayer meetings weekly in our, on our team and we pray about that. And that's been my prayer. God, I want to hear you. I want to know what you want next in the season of ministry. And so what do you do in those seasons? And first of all, you know, don't be discouraged. This is normal. This is part of the normal Christian life. And, and here's uh, three big ideas. Number one, if God has not spoken yet, there must be a really good reason for it. And I want to emphasize the word yet. If God has not spoken yet, there must really be a good reason for it. Sometimes the answer just hasn't come yet. My nephew, Sam, who even at age six and seven used to tell me, he heard it in a sermon sometime. And he says, Lena, God answers in three ways. He used to tell me, I knew it, but it was great hearing it from him. He says, he says either yes, no, or not now. And, uh, and the yeses are easy. You know, you are praying about a relationship. You're dating someone and you're praying and God gives you green light. They ask your parents if you're still young enough to, to be in that stage where they ask your dad for hands of marriage or they ask you for marriage and you say yes and you find the dates for the marriage. You go through. I mean, again, these are open doors and God answers them. And that's an easy yes. Maybe you're praying for a job or a grad school and you apply and you get in and God's like, this is an easy yes. You know, they're godly decisions and, and easy decisions. Maybe you're praying to go to the mission field and God, you, when do you want me to go? I still need $500 a month monthly support and God sends you that check and support. These are easy yeses. And then the no's are equally easy. You want to go to grad school? Every school you apply to doesn't accept you. You do it year after year after year. At some point, you got to be like, maybe God God's saying no, you know? And so I think um, the no's are, and the yeses are easier to accept than the not now's. The not now's require discernment. And so if God has not spoken yet, there must be a really good reason for it. You go, what kind of reason? Well, God's silence is sometimes meant to grow us in the faith. See, it's in the silence that we pursue him more. It, when he's silent, we, I find myself praying with more intensity. God, I'm searching God, help me to hear you. God, help me to see you. I'm in the word more because I'm, I'm looking for his, 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 the sense of 
direction and, and there is a growing sense of intimacy and desire and that desire has to be fueled and sometimes God's silence is meant to grow us in faith. Simply waiting grows, in fa- grows us in faith because we're now trusting. It is, it's walking by faith, not by sight, meaning you don't need the answer. You're still going to pursue the direction God has you in, not depending on his word as much as knowing that he will guide you where you need to go. So God's silence is sometimes meant to grow your faith and at other times it's meant to deepen your dependence. I find myself on my knees in dependence on God in those seasons where I just don't have an answer because I don't have a plan. I no longer know, well, next week, this time, here's what I'm going to be doing. Well, my schedule is full the next three years because I'm going to be at this church on that day and I'm going to be in this mission. I don't know. Half the time my schedule is booked one week ahead of time. And people are surprised to hear that, but it's true. Looking into 2022, I had like two speaking engagements on the calendar. I don't know where I'm going to be. It used to devastate me. Now it's like, okay, God, if this is how you want it, at least I'm open and flexible. And if you need me to speak somewhere, you'll open the door. And if you don't, then I'll be home and chase you instead. You know, and so, so I think that is dependence. That is just dependence of saying, God, I don't see it, but I trust you. And there's that dependence. You can tell how dependent you are because early in my Christian life, it used to upset me. And I used to feel like God wasn't happy with me. And I would sense like he was mad at me when I was without an answer. And now I'm seeing it. It's a gift where it's a gift of dependence where I don't know the answer, but it's not, God isn't mad at me. He's not punishing me. On the contrary, he's inviting me into dependence, which is a sign of intimate fellowship with him. So God's silence is not a sign of his disfavor. You need to get over the idea that if God hasn't spoken, he's mad at you. That is not the truth. Take the book of Job as a classic example. For 40 chapters, Job, his friends kept pointing at him, being, you're at fault. They accused him. They ridiculed him. They blamed him. And at the end, God showed he was not mad at Job. It was a time of testing, a time of dependence, and a time of teaching. And Job had things he needed to learn, but God was not mad at him. So if God has not spoken yet, there must be a really good reason for it. Here's a second big idea. If God has not spoken yet, I must resolve to persevere in waiting until he does. All right, if you're in that space and you don't hear God's voice and you're like, man, I'm frustrated, do not give up. I love so many verses on waiting. Probably some of my favorites are Isaiah 40, uh, verse 31. You may be familiar with that verse. It's so famous. They who wait for the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up, they will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. I love Psalm 27. I think I've written on half the books I've ever signed. I write Psalm one, Psalm, uh, Psalms 27, verses 13 and 14. I had fainted I, unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. But then lately, my favorites uh, from Lamentations, written by my favorite prophet Jeremiah, Lamentations 3, Verse 25, he says, the Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. Let him sit alone in silence when it is laid on him. Let him put his mouth in the dust. There may yet be hope. Let him give his cheek to the one who strikes and let him be filled with insults. And then this, for the Lord will not cast off forever. For though he cause grief, he will have compassion according to the abundance of his steadfast love. For he does not afflict from his heart or grieve the children of men. Uh, uh, the Lord will not cast off forever. Though he cause grief, he will have compassion according to the abundance of his steadfast love. Maybe that is the verse. Maybe that is God's word speaking to you today through that verse. That's all you needed to hear today. If that's so, you can shut the podcast off and get on your way. What a great encouraging verse. Make it your priority to wait on God. Make time in your schedule to wait on God. 
You know, sometimes we think waiting is like busy, 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 busy. I'm going to go do five other things on my schedule. Maybe, maybe that's what making a priority to wait on God, just meaning opening up a schedule, a, a time on your schedule. You get your calendar, say on Wednesday from nine to 10, I'm going to wait on God. And that is a time where you're seeking his voice intentionally. See, a lot of us like to say, well, I haven't heard from God. But when was the last time you positioned yourself to hear from God? See, we need to make space in our lives for what God will eventually say. First, we need to make space to hear him. You can't hear from God if you're busy. You can't hear from God if everybody else in your life is talking to you. So go on a walk. Shut the TV, the phone, the noise. Tune into him. Listen to scripture. Be immersed in meditating on him. Make room in your schedule to wait on the Lord. And then when he does speak, are you in a place in your life where you're actually willing to make a change? Or are you so set on your ways that you just can't change? And are you willing to give some things up? Are you willing to, I've, I've seen the Lothamers, this couple friend of mine, I've been supporting them as missionaries in England for years. I love that family. And I watched them 20 years ago. They left Chicago. They, were, they had ministry jobs they loved. They looked like the perfect American couple. And listen, they uprooted everything because they heard God speak about becoming missionaries. And they went and they made, they've made their life in England and they've become English citizens or whatever you call people who live in England, Great Britain citizens. They have a ministry there. They've continued to grow in that. And I love to see that because there are people who actually made space in their lives, not just to hear from God, but to eventually do what God wanted them to do. And to this day, I watch that pattern in their life. There are many others like them. And I want to live that way. I've told you guys before, I've been reading these lives of great missionaries and if, God, if you want God to speak, then are you willing to, to follow through on what he wants you to do? Or are you so stuck in your ways that you can't do it? So if God hasn't spoken yet, there must be a really good reason for it. Number two, if God has not spoken yet, I must resolve to persevere in waiting until he does speak. And number three, and lastly, if God has not spoken yet, it may just be that I'm wrong and he already has. Okay, let, let's make space for this point because I think sometimes that is the case. Sometimes God has spoken. I've been in that place in my life before. Uh, in fact, I'll tell you in the past five years, as I've gone through some wrestling with my faith, there was a point in a few couple of years ago, not now, but a while back, where I was asking the question, does God want me to stay in the ministry? And I, I would tell myself, God, just, you know, the doors that I wanted to open were not opening. And I thought maybe God just wants me to be a doctor. And so I was looking at my life and sort of judging it by what I thought should happen and and there was a point where I almost, in fact, I'll tell you, there are people in my life who, uh, in, in moments of, of, of anger or cruelty, even emailed me and said things to that effect. Like, if things are hard, then maybe God doesn't want you in this. And, and, and I'm sorry, but I don't agree with that. I don't think that's true. I think that sometimes difficulties will come. And, and so as we, te- at the team of my team, my, my Living With Power team, were praying on our weekly prayer. And there was a point where I realized that I kept asking the question, but the answer was already there. Obstacles were not a reason to quit. Obstacles were a reason to pray. And the answer wasn't to be like, I'm bailing. The answer was to be faithful. And, and so the answer was already there. We could move on. You don't all need to pray. Do I need to continue the ministry? We are in the ministry. This is our life. And we just keep going. And, and the challenges will change. And God will provide. And, and he is providing. And we don't always have 10 months of provision ahead of time, he gives us moment by moment as we have need and we've continued to grow. And I don't know how he does it, but there's a story being written that is all about his faithfulness and I'm seeing it. And so I think we need to sometimes acknowledge that if God hasn't spoken yet, it may be just that he has, and I'm wrong. I've been accusing him of not speaking, but he has spoken and I've just not noticed it. Sometimes we miss all that God is saying in our seasons of silence. 
Maybe God's already spoken to you about that relationship, about that financial decision. Uh, maybe you just need to receive his answer. Sometimes God is speaking and we just are not hearing. You know, when that happens to me, it helps to get a friend, a godly person that I can run the situation by and ask, hey, do you see something I don't see? I've, I've asked that to my team. Do you hear God saying something that I can't hear yet? And, uh, and when we're all on the same page, we know we're just to pursue in, in waiting. Sometimes God is speaking and we don't want to hear him. Not that we aren't hearing him. <laughs> Sometimes we don't want to hear him. And if that's the case, we need to ask him to forgive us and to humble ourselves and to ask him to change our posture. And so let us be encouraged today. Uh, these are very practical things in the Christian life. There are seasons where God's voice will be much more obvious in our lives. And think about those seasons. What has been distinctive in those seasons? Maybe there were seasons where you were more immersed in the word. Maybe you were listening to messages more regularly. I find that the way that church has run in the last few months, we're not under the teaching of the word of God as much as we used to be uh, back when I was growing up. And so we have to fight for that and make room for God's voice in our life. And be it through uh, pastors who have podcasts that you respect, uh, be it through just teaching podcasts like this, or maybe it's through your own reading. I've found such uh, help in reading the lives of Christian biographies, and I've also found help in reading just regular Christian books that have helped guide the way when I've been hitting my head against the wall, so to speak. And so God wants to answer us. Uh, I will end with the same verse I started with in Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3, uh, where God says, Call unto me, and I will answer you, and I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. If that If that is God's promise to us, then let's take him up on his promise. Uh, let us ask, and uh, knowing um, uh, that he will answer. I think Matthew 7, 7 is the verse where uh, Jesus urges us, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find a knock and it will be open to you. So let us be people who will never be accused of not asking God uh, for his voice, for his gifts, for his presence, and for his blessing on our lives. So with that in mind, I'll end today's podcast. We'll be back together next week. Tonight, you can join me in the Facebook Live where I teach uh, go to our uh, Facebook community page. The easiest way to access it is to go to livingwithpower.org. At the top of the page on the right, there's a blue box that says join our community. Click on it. It'll take you to the page. And then uh, I would be uh, honored to see you tonight. I'm teaching through a book of the Bible. And uh, it's a fun time. We have a great sense of community there. And then if you uh, want to check out our retreat house, I invite you to do so. It's called The Hope Ranch. And you can find out more about it at thehoperanch.org. We have silent retreats. We've got uh, Living with Power teaching retreats, and then we've got group retreats where you can rent the whole house, bring your friends, take time, listen. To, in, in fact, that's why we had the retreat house started, so that there would be an area, a place where you can take time away from the routine of life. It's 30 minutes from O'Hare Airport. Uh, it's, it's just a fabulous, fabulous place. I would love for you to come and see it, either with a small group from your church or on your own. And I promise you that if you take time to be alone with God, you will find his voice loud and clear. And so I will be praying for you if you're struggling with that. If you want to um, send me a question in general about life, maybe your question you don't even want aired. Maybe you just want to ask it privately. Shoot me a question at dearlena at livingwithpower.org. And until then, I'll see you next week and uh, be blessed. God is with you. Don't you ever forget it. And uh, let me just remind you that it is an awesome gift to be a follower of Jesus Christ, isn't it? Catch you again next week.